far from others. An audio medium unlike anything you've ever heard before. The pinnacle of sound experience. Jack and Can. Featuring John Tessman and Colby Tyler. A place where you will get the information you crave. And hear about the topics that you love. Presented by themselves. Coming to you from the basement, bar, and the bedroom. Sponsored by no one. Jack and Cam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the sports roundtable of Jacked and Canned. Johnny is on the road tonight. John, how are we doing, buddy? Dude, doing good, man. Doing good. Just getting out of work, back on the road, heading back up to Massachusetts. I can't complain at all. XFL has been amazing. Of course, I had to throw that plug in there. Folks, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Living, uh, living my best life, doing everything I can to uh, continue living it to its fullest. And uh, been watching. Well, actually, this week I haven't watched shit because I've been working third shift. But otherwise, I've been watching a lot of sports. <laughs> You've been watching March Madness. It is that time, Colds. We have to mention March Madness, don't we? I mean, it's the biggest thing going on. Do we have I mean, that prepared for who's yeah. on top? You know what? I, I didn't have it prepared, but I can pull that up real quick as well. So, yes, John, with uh, with John being on the road, I will be doing the who's on top here for the evening. And we're going to go ahead. We know and how that goes. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and start out with the NHL here before we move over to March Madness. In the Eastern Conference Atlantic Division, Boston Bruins sitting on top at 113 points, followed by the Toronto Maple Leafs at 93 and the Tampa Bay Lightning at 90. Just outside of the playoff hunt currently is the Florida Panthers at 79 points. In the Metropolitan Division, we do have the Carolina Hurricanes on top at 100 points, the New Jersey Devils just behind at 98 points, the New York Rangers at 92 points, and the New York Islanders at 82 points. Again, just outside, we do have the Pittsburgh Penguins at 80. Western Conference, Dallas Stars sitting on top of the Central Division at 90 points. Minnesota Wild also at 90. Very close race there. Uh, followed just behind by the Colorado Avalanche and the Winnipeg yeah. Jets. In the Pacific Division, we have the Vegas Golden Knights sitting on top at 94 points. The LA Kings at 92 Edmonton at 90. Those three are in a very tight race there. And a little bit behind them, but still technically in the playoffs, would be the Seattle Kraken at 85 points. We're going to move over to March Madness here. We're going to take a little look at what we've got for the tournament. So I am not going to break this down by region, anything along those lines. I'm going to read off to you what our eight matchups for this week are. We are at the Sweet 16 portion of things. So. I know a lot of people already had their brackets pretty well busted. I don't think anybody had Princeton in the Sweet 16. So I know that um, on I, – I think it was uh, on DraftKings that I heard this from, that out of every bracket that was done by the end of the first weekend, nobody had a perfect bracket already. So I think wow. that uh, – yeah, and that's pretty – I'll be honest with you. That is rarer than you might think because even though a lot of people go, well, yeah, nobody had Princeton. Well, look, every year 
there's always usually somebody that makes it to about this weekend with a totally perfect bracket some way, somehow, and you're not sure how, and it's got to be just somebody that's picking based on like, I like this team name. You know, it's got to be something like that. But nonetheless, this this year, at least anybody, and I believe it was through DraftKings anyway, nobody had a perfect bracket. So I know I re-entered in the – the free contest from the sweet 16 portion on to see if, uh, see if I can nail it from here outward, but getting into so you have it to here, tell us, you got to tell us how far do you have Princeton going? Cole? So you got them going all the way and went in the whole damn thing. I do not know. No, I have them losing, uh, tomorrow, but John, we do have yeah. today. We have Michigan yes. State at Kansas, or well, not at Kansas State, Michigan State and Kansas State. That is a seven versus three matchup. This is where you want to take Michigan State, your seventh seed. Tom Izzo, don't lose here. This is his spot. You want Michigan right. State moving on here. They are favored. I wish I had taken them earlier in the week. They originally went into the matchup as the dog, and at this point, they're favored. So I, I got a little bit worse odds there. We got Arkansas at UConn. I got to think you got to lean UConn there. UConn got a little bit of a break with uh, with the the road that they went on here because Kansas got eliminated early. Otherwise, that's probably who they'd be playing right now. Instead, they get Arkansas and Arkansas and Kansas. <laughs> We've got Florida Atlantic and Tennessee. Florida Atlantic's been a cool story, and they've been playing phenomenal basketball. I just I, I got to lean towards Tennessee in this one. Also, sneaky uh, sneaky thing, probably lean towards the under there. Tennessee plays very good defense. And then we have the matchup of the night, Gonzaga and UCLA. This is a 2-3 matchup. Drew Timmy, who's playing in his 11th year in college. He's about me and John's age. He is oh, yeah. going uh, – I wasn't being serious, John. He's 22. It just feels like it's been forever. I'm with you still. It deserves a hell yeah. (laughs) I love watching the dude play. It's just I feel like he's been in Gonzaga for the last 47 years. I feel like my whole adult life he's been at Gonzaga, but apparently it's only been for the last four. Uh, That one is a large matchup. I'm leaning UCLA, but I could see that one going either way. Then tomorrow's matchups, we got San Diego State and Alabama. Alabama's obviously uh, one of the big favorites going into this tournament, and they're one of the bigger favorites for what we have left. We've got Princeton and Creighton. Uh, Creighton's also a pretty large favorite for tomorrow as well, just and really that's because it's Princeton. I mean, if this was anybody else, this would probably be a very, very tight contest as far as where the betting odds go. But I would uh, I would say you're pretty safe to lean Creighton there. We have Houston and Miami. I really like I root for Miami. I always do when it comes to college sports. But I mean, Houston, Houston was the number one overall team for pretty much the entirety of the NCAA season. So I got to lean Houston's way here. And we've got Texas and Xavier, which is another really close matchup as far as I'm concerned. I don't really know which way you lean there. I took Texas, but I could see that going either way. So as far as far as I have this, John, by the time we get out of this week or well, out of uh, going into the weekend, rather, because the Elite Eight and the Final Four will be played this weekend. Right. Um, I I think we're going to have a seven seed in Michigan State going into uh, going into the Elite Eight. And otherwise, I think we're going to mostly have top guys here. I guess Creighton would be there as a six seed. 
Everybody else I've got is pretty much all ones and twos with the potential of threes sneaking by. Oh, and I do have a UConn four seed in there just because I think they beat Arkansas. But I think when we look at the next matchups, like where everybody faces each other after this, I I, I know when I redid my bracket, I had Michigan State going to the final four for uh for this one because I think their matchup and I don't remember who they play, but it was somebody I think they could beat. It might be Tennessee. Um Outside of them, I think I had like all ones and twos as far as what was the rest of the final four there. That will conclude the NCAA coverage as far as who's on top. We might talk about it a little bit more coming up, though. Hell yeah. And then we're going to move over to the NBA Eastern Conference. The Milwaukee Bucks sitting on top at 52 and 20, followed by two and a half games by the Boston Celtics. One half game behind them, the Philadelphia 76ers. Then there's a little bit of a drop-off. We have the Cleveland Cavs at four, New York Knicks at five, Brooklyn Nets at six, Miami Heat at seven, Atlanta Hawks at eight, Toronto Raptors at nine, and Chicago Bulls at ten. Interesting storylines to keep following in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Milwaukee does look currently like the best team in the league as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Boston has not looked like Boston lately. And I know they're up by half a game right now on Philly, which really they just have the same record. Just Philly has one less win because they played one less game. Uh, I think right now Philadelphia is the number two team in the Eastern Conference as far as just who is at the top of their game right now. I really think it's a Milwaukee and Philadelphia uh, East-led conference going into the playoffs here. I think Cleveland's kind of on their own island where – they're better than everybody that's underneath them, and they're just not as good as any of the top three teams. But I think they are significantly better than everybody else that's underneath them, including the Knicks. So I think that'll be a fun first-round matchup, but I think the Cavs win that in probably six games, but it could be five. Uh, the Miami Heat have caught up to the Brooklyn Nets. They have the same record now, so I could see where the uh, – the Heat move past the Nets and at least get a clinch in the playoffs and the Nets have to do a play-in, which is what I had thought was going to happen after the trade took place with KD and Kyrie. So that uh, that's panned out just about as I thought. And I think as we're looking towards who gets in out of those play-in teams, I would lean towards it being Brooklyn and, well, assuming that Miami passes Brooklyn. I would, I would think that it's going to be Brooklyn and Atlanta. It could be Toronto over Atlanta but I don't think we're going to see Chicago going anywhere. Now we move to the Western Conference, John, where we have the Denver Nuggets sitting on top at 49-24, and 24, followed by three and a half games by the Memphis Grizzlies, the Sacramento Kings, the Phoenix Suns, the L.A. Clippers. Big news break out of the L.A. Clippers squad in the last couple of days. Golden State at six, Minnesota at seven. A little bit of good news for Minnesota. Number eight, the Oklahoma City Thunder, nine, the Dallas Mavericks, and 10, the L.A. Lakers. So, John, uh, let me start here with the Phoenix Suns, where Kevin Durant is supposed to be coming back pretty much right about at the end of the regular season. I think this is probably going to work out okay for Phoenix because their first-round matchup will likely be against the Clippers, now, originally going into the series, you would think that that's a problem team for the Phoenix Suns to take on because the Clippers have two of the best two-way players at the positions to be able to guard against Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. 
But Paul George just went down with an injury that's going to keep him out for likely the entirety of the season. Uh, bad knee injury. And with Paul George's oh. history, I'm going to assume that that's probably going to take the majority of the offseason to rehab from. So this will be the Clippers without Paul George. Now, the Clippers are still a very deep team, but considering that they don't have two guys to guard against both Devin Booker and Kevin Durant at the same time, I think that this leans heavily towards the Suns being able to work KD back into the lineup during round one and still be able to get out of the first round, which is about all that they need. Uh, We're going to move down here to the Minnesota Timberwolves at seven. They did get back Carl Anthony Towns last night, his first game since November, and he had a pretty productive game. He started off really hot and it, you know, it kind of cooled off, but he had somewhere along the lines of 22 points, hit a couple of threes. So it was good to see him back out there. I still don't really, I like now seeing him back out there. It just threw me off again because you're playing him and Rudy Gobert on the court at the same time. They're both like gigantic centers, except that Carl Anthony Towns likes to play at the perimeter. He won the three contests or the three point contest last year. I still don't really like that look for them, but I mean, it is what it is. It is good that they have Carl Anthony Towns back. Uh, We're going to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder for just a moment here. The Oklahoma City Thunder, they've just been putting it together, man. They were supposed to be a team that was like in the tank sweepstakes and behind Shea Gilgis Alexander, they've just been able to keep themselves afloat. They are an even 36 and 36 currently. They'll be playing the Lakers on Friday in a huge matchup with a lot of playoff implications. Uh, The Dallas Mavericks did just get back Luka Doncic. They, uh, they did lose to Golden State in his first game back, but Luka was Luka. He had like 17 assists and 30-something points. It's, you know, Luka. So it's good to see him back out there. Their next two games, by the way, are both against Charlotte. So they'll be 38 and 37 here pretty soon. And the Lakers sitting at 36 and 37 after a couple of disappointing losses. They did get a very big win last night against Phoenix. Granted, this was Phoenix, obviously no KD and no DeAndre Ayton, but still a big matchup there. They were able to get that one done, and they go into the weekend with their next two opponents being the Oklahoma City Thunder, who they're almost dead-ass even with. And then they've got the Chicago Bulls coming out of the weekend, which I think is a very winnable game for them. So I think. The Lakers will be back to 500. God damn it. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. That's going to be amazing. I'm I shouldn't even say back Lakers to 500. To they, they haven't even been 500. I don't know why I'm saying back. They haven't been there yet this year. <laughs> Dude, you know that's the one. Well, NBA postseason right there. If the make it, you better believe. What's that? You were breaking oh, up on it. You said that's the one thing, and then it just kind of cut out on you. Oh, Jesus, you got to blame the damn air butt for that one. Well, you better believe I'm going to be tuning in if the Lakers end up making it into the postseason. I need to see the Lakers do it for you, Colts. I need to see LBJ out there on the court. I need to see uh, a little news, news on him, by the way. It looks like LeBron might return with two or three games left in the regular season. So hey. they're going to have to keep it afloat without him. They, they've played pretty well since AD's been back. So I, I've got some some hope there that they're going to be able to keep this thing going. They've got a relatively favorable spe- uh, schedule going the rest of the way. I think they've only got a couple of tough games left, but we're down to like nine games remaining. So th- this is this is crunch time, and every game counts a lot right now. 
Hell yeah, man. I'm hoping that they pull it off too. Do you see any, do you foresee any big changes over there in the NBA being pulled off by any of the teams? I mean, not anything as far as like a new team being considered a champion contender or anything along those lines. I really think that's going to be between, uh, honestly, I, I really think it's just between Milwaukee, Boston, and, uh, and Philly. I, I don't even know if there's a fourth team. I suppose you could talk about Phoenix in there if KD comes back and he's totally good again. But I mean, that's that's about the only other team that I see. As much as I love Cleveland, they've been my favorite team to watch all season. I, I just don't think they're at the level of those top three teams in the East. And right. everybody else, I mean, like in the West, I, I don't think Memphis has a real shot at it. I don't think Sacramento's got a real shot at it. I don't think the Cl- uh, the Clippers are pretty much done as far as I'm concerned. Like there, there's no other teams out west than Phoenix that I really think have a realistic shot at winning it all, and that's only if KD comes back to full form very quickly. Uh, I think it's really between those top three teams in the East. What about out there in the West with the Lakers with a healthy, on top of the world LBJ with the new crew that he got with the Lakers? Because in all fairness, he didn't really get a chance to play with the whole new team that he got there after the trade deadline. Do you think that's a championship caliber team with a healthy no. LeBron? Um, no, I, I think, I do think there's a shot they could come out of the West, but that's just because the West isn't very good. Um, the, the, the West, even at, at its top, they, I have no idea if Denver's going to win or not on a night to night basis. They've been very poor recently. I don't trust Memphis Sacramento. I like, but I don't think that they're a, that they're that great of a team. Um, even if the Lakers make it to the NBA finals, which I do think is not the most unrealistic thing to maybe project. I think they have no shot against any of those top three teams in the East. Fair enough. Fair enough, man. Well, I'm going to keep on rooting for them. So here's the whole thing. Me too. What about the the Knicks goals in the East? I think they're a first round out because they'll be matched up with Cleveland, who I think is just a better team than them by a, a pretty good margin. I, I don't think it's that close. I mean, a lot of people are up on the Knicks recently after their nine game win streak and Julius right. Randle just right. put up 57 the other night. Well, uh, Julius Randle put up 57 in a loss, by the way. So, I mean, just to clarify. I'm not um <laughs> I, I I'm not really sold on the Knicks being much of anything. If they happen to make it past Cleveland, okay, then they're a second round out. But I they're not they're not in any type of contention with those top three teams. Damn, you just broke all the Knicks fans' hearts, Colts. That's fine. Hell? It was gonna happen one way or another. I mean, they're probably not gonna believe me anyway. You know these New York fans. They they don't believe shit until they see it, and then after it happens, it's still somebody else's fault. It's the refs. <laughs> Talking about New York fans. Oh my God. Do we go ahead here, transition over to a little NFL free agency talk, or do we save that for the Jack and Can show? Uh, it is actually now that I'm looking at it, we're we're pretty low on time here. So we will go ahead and talk about that on the Jack and Can show. But before we get out of here, John, you want to talk about the NCAA tournament? Have you seen any of the games yet? I have seen some of the games. One of the games I saw with you when we saw that saw that dude that was laying oh, yeah. down the freaking show in Manchester at Illicit Brewing. By the way, any Connecticut listeners, you got to go check that place out. If you haven't been there, no, they're not a sponsor of the show. If they want to be, I mean, hey, how you doing? Give us free beer. But yeah, it's a really <laughs> cool place. And they have TVs everywhere. March Madness is a real place at that brewery. 
uh, with that said, Colts, let me just kick this back for just a moment. You know with me with all my stupid, silly bets when it comes to FanDuel. Um, I have an update for you, by the way, about FanDuel in my uh, account on the Jack and Can Show. But I ended up placing a nine-cent bet at the beginning of the entire tournament on Princeton winning it all. For nine <laughs> cents, I'm going to get back 38 bucks or something like that because the odds were stacked so far against it. Goals, if I put down a dollar, I was winning big money. If I put down $10, it was like a thousand bucks. It was absolute insanity. The odds that were stacked against Princeton. Like it was like plus 50,000. Like you got to bet I, at least 50 cents, man. We're talking about a quarter a nickel at a time. That's why I'm like, oh, I feel horrible. Like my, like my stomach hurts. I'm like, why did I do nine cents? It looks like a reality. I would have looked like a master. If they end up pulling it off and Princeton ends up winning and all I get is freaking 30 bucks, I'm going to be so upset because I'm one of the only probably <laughs> silly betters that put anything down on that winning at all. And uh, um, Well, no, there's Princeton graduates out there that I'm sure said, ha, I'll throw 100 on it. No, that's true. If they end up winning at 100 bucks on those odds, what the hell is that? Yeah, keep mind, John, we're talking about Ivy League. These guys, uh, half the people that graduated there, they've got hundreds of dollars is like, you know, what they're wiped their ass with. I <laughs> I think I think there's plenty of Princeton graduates that are probably dumping uh, a significant amount of money on them to win it just because, I mean, they have it. That's true. It would be nice to be a Princeton grad, but Something I learned uh, yesterday, by the way, John, did you know that the average bet uh, in America is $4? Wait a minute. The, oh, the average bet in America is $4. No, I did not end up knowing that, but I'm not surprised because probably people like me and you that are putting a quarter, 50 cents, a dollar, we're probably killing that average. So there's probably a lot of us out there that's doing it with small little change I, mean, I, I usually I, I usually drop a dollar on a lot of stuff and i'll drop three on a couple things that i like a lot and then i'll, I'll drop five or ten on stuff that i really like yeah but hey you average out all those numbers you just gave us you're down to that little four dollar mark right there so you're, yeah you're oh yeah no, 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 I, most <laughs> of mine are for a dollar most of what i bet's for a dollar but if i if i'm betting like just one straight up either spread or money line, those are usually five or 10 bucks for me. It's when I start getting into, cause like I I've gotten pretty good at all these player uh, stat lines. So like, I'll go through, I've got some tonight for, yeah, I've always like, I hit on the Cavs all the time and it's just because I watch them so much. I've noticed the Cavs and the Lakers. I am just like, making a whole new bank account based off of those two teams, but it's because I watch like all of their games. So I know who's going to do what, like at this point, dude, Austin Reeves for the Lakers has been killing it the last few games. I just been betting them to get me 10 points a game for the last like month and a half. And I don't think anybody noticed that's making the lines. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody that keeps making the lines, I just keep including it in there and it increases the odds by a good bit. I'm like, well, I mean, he's get, probably going to score 16. Just, nobody's even noticed. And now that after the last two, now they're starting to, to catch on to it. Cause he went off for 35, a couple of games ago. Oh um, man. I'm curious to see what the game is going to be for the next couple of, couple of games there and see if you still get that lucky bet at 10 points. If you do, it's a no brainer. <laughs> I got it last night, but it, it did take away the eight point option. So now I no longer oh. have them in single digits for an option, but I do still get them at 10. So I, I think that'll continue. And by the way, 
they they had him in the starting lineup last night. Uh, Austin Reeves, after after two games ago, going off for a career high thirty five points, he came out and went like twenty two points, eleven assists last night. I'm like, dude, Jesus, we we got a fucking we got a borderline all star who just kind of looks like Kyle Korver. He had a bona fide stud over there, man. That's holding it down. So. I guess you don't need LeBron to come back. Austin's going to hold it down. No, 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 no. See, because LeBron's what brings my fanship there. I'm not just a pure Lakers fan. That's that's not me. I'm a LeBron fan, so I'm rooting for this team so I can watch LeBron in the postseason. True, true. Good point. Fair point. <laughs> Goals, what else you got about March Madness before we get out of here? Oh, it's just been a blast, man. I, I have so much fun with this every year. And the best part about this version of fanship is that you have no real affiliation. Like nobody watches college basketball throughout the course of the year. We all just come That's in true. this totally blank slate and just start rooting incessantly for things that don't make any sense. We're just like, oh, I got a real feeling about Creighton. Let's go Creighton. And it's like, when the fuck have I ever watched a Creighton basketball game? Never. <laughs> but all of a sudden you're in on Creighton basketball. You know what I mean? It's it's such yeah, a yeah. good time, man. I, I enjoy the hell out of it. It is cool when you get to see guys like Drew Timmy that have been there for so long, you actually get to know the player. I've been making bets on him this whole tournament too. I, I, I know his game. so <laughs> I've been watching for four fucking years in these tournaments, so I just know what he's going to get me. Have you been hitting on him? That was Yeah, that was the starting point. I've been getting hitting bets for, for Drew Timmy. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, for the past four years, this is your first year betting betting on him, or have you been hitting on this whole oh, career? No, no, no. I didn't bet on anything other than NFL until this last Super Bowl, and I was like, you know what? Let's try my hand at other things. I've been yeah. killing it everywhere. I've been making – well, I haven't made a lot on NHL. NHL, outside of the Bruins, I've been pretty poor at. Uh, in Edmonton. I'm good with Edmonton. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it is those two teams. NBA, I've been doing pretty good. I've won at golf. Yeah. Won at golf. <laughs> golf. That is interesting because you really are betting on everything. Pretty soon you're going to be betting on freaking pie eating contests. Yeah, I got, well, maybe. We'll say hot dog eating <laughs> contest. You know that Joey Chestnut's the favorite, but I'm wondering by how much. I'm thinking about putting something down there. I put a little something on the uh, Miami women's team. They uh they upset the number one seed Indiana and they got a game here coming up and I already forgot who they're playing but I put a little bit on them too. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Hey, you need to start betting baseball. No, I'm good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Sports Roundtable of Jack and Canned. <laughs>